Hello, listeners, and welcome to Youth Ventures Podcast, PDX Business Spotlight. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Season 3 of PDX Business Spotlight. We are so excited to spotlight even more small businesses and share their story in this upcoming season. Today, we are delighted to welcome Nai Zhao, who is the founder of Charcuterie Me. So Nai, could you please go ahead and give an overview of who you are, what your business is about, and how you got started? Sure. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to talk to you today. My name is Nai Zhao. I'm 33 years old. I'm a Portland native and I am the founder of Charcuterie Me. Charcuterie Me is a curated spread of artisan meats, cheeses, and antipasto delivered right to your door. We offer individual boxes or subscription boxes that you can opt in for and get a delivery every month if you'd like. And how I got started is I had... So I guess I'll say I never thought I would get into the food business, but I, so my first passion was fashion and I always thought I would start a wardrobe company, a wardrobe styling company. I just loved creating looks that made me feel good and made me feel stylish. And then I wasn't, it wasn't until my last day job where I worked at Prosper Portland. I don't know if you're familiar. It's through the city of Portland. Are you familiar? No. Could you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, so I started working at Prosper Portland as an independent contractor. I was technically a project coordinator, but I was hired because I had experience with this specific CMS, like client management system. Uh And so I started working within the economic development department where I started getting immersed in the small business world in Portland and especially learned how the city of Portland supports small businesses by funding different nonprofit organizations throughout the city. And so my team was the entrepreneurship team. So I felt like that was like, stars kind of aligned that put me in a place there. And then I Mm -hmm. uh, started to meet a lot of food business owners. Even my manager at the time had his own, he still has his own successful barbecue sauce company. So I started to see people around me that were in food. I started thinking, if they can do it, I can do something too. Like I want some skin in this game because I saw, not that it was easy, but that it was so common and I could see a pathway there. Mm -hmm. And so that was in my head. And then back when I was interning for a wardrobe consultant, I remembered one thing he said when he read a book was that when your company is a subscription-based company, your value can be so much higher because you're counting like 12 months of one consumer Uh buying your product versus just a one-time thing, right? So that was also in my head. I was like, hmm, this was back in like 2015. Subscriptions weren't as big as they are today. It was just kind of the beginning days. There's those two things. And then I've also been so passionate about charcuterie ever since I tried it. And it was back around that same time. And I started making my own boards at home. It was always like, I want to treat myself tonight. Let me go pick up all the ingredients that I like, Mm -hmm. put together a board and just chill at home and indulge. And so then one night I was at a restaurant in Portland and I was waiting for my charcuterie board because I would always order one if Mm -hmm. I saw it on the menu, like as an appetizer. So I was sitting there and I thought, what if I delivered charcuterie subscriptions to people's homes? Like I would buy that. I would save people time that's the problem I could solve is like they'd save time on shopping. They Mm -hmm. would save time on picking multiple ingredients and like creating the beautiful platter, you know? Mm -hmm. And so then I started telling a few friends and they supported the idea. They were like, go for it. And 
that was wow. back in 2019 when I had the idea. And then it took me a little over a year to really launch. And I launched during COVID because I was wow. sitting on the idea. I went through a business boot camp in 2019, which was really helpful. And that was mm-hmm. through Thai, which is um, Thai, Oregon. They are one of the partners with the city of Portland. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that really helped me like outline what my value proposition is what sets me apart from my competitors? Mm-hmm. Is there a market for it? I had to do a survey to like see uh-huh. if this business is viable, see if people will actually support this and buy it. Um, so that was super helpful. I did that. And then COVID hit and I started seeing random businesses pop up. And there was this one specific pizza company, like somebody was just at home making pizzas or bread. And then I saw they started trying to sell charcuterie boxes. And I was like, my friend actually sent me their post and she was like nudging me because she knew that was my idea too. And so that was really what pushed me. I just decided I have to launch. It's COVID. It's no contact delivery. Let me just put up a post on Instagram on the company page. I had already done that. So I knew as soon as I had the name charcuterie me, I claimed everything I could. Like I made a Twitter, I made a Instagram so I could keep the handle. And so I had mm-hmm. started building content just like not my own boards, but, you know, inspiration boards. So there was already some stuff on the page. And then I just started marketing, sharing it to my personal page. And then my friends became my first customers. And just random random people on Instagram became my first customers. It was like through Venmo and Cash App at the time. And then, yeah, that was very (laughs) (laughs) long-winded. No, that was so interesting. It's so cool to see how you started out with your day jobs and how you took all the knowledge that you gained from there. And then you started your own business and you took your passions of making charcuterie boards and made it into a cool business. And I especially also love the way how your friends were supporting you all the way through. I know when interviewing other businesses, there were so many people that honestly like tried to bring other business owners down and they still stood up and fought against that but for you it's really interesting how your friends supported you throughout the entire thing and it's really honestly it's really motivating to have that kind of support and I love that you had that yeah I feel really lucky and blessed to have the circle that I have because everybody (laughs) was supportive and like they took the fear out of it for me And Nai, how has being a person of color affected your business? I think, well, I was born and raised in Portland. And I think what I'm blessed by is that I that I launched during COVID and in a time where people are so much more conscious, like the trend is people are being more conscious with their dollars that they spend. And so right now, people are actually being so intentional, like they're seeking out Mm -hmm. POC owned businesses and Asian owned businesses to be able to support them. So I think it's actually affected my business in a good way, especially during the time. I know that if I would have launched, I don't know, five years ago, it would have been so different. Like I wouldn't have known about all the resources. Like that's definitely a privilege that I have that I was exposed to those resources. Uh Um, I think of my dad, he's also an entrepreneur. He owned a gas station at one point. He has his real estate license. He owned a livestock farm. So he was a serial entrepreneur. But I think Mm -hmm. back when he was younger, like I don't think he knew about the types of resources that were out there. So I feel like I'm so lucky that I know about them, that I know how to take advantage of them. I'm definitely different from other POC in our community because I had access and then I knew the information. Mm -hmm. 
That's that's wonderful. I love that you were able to access that information and make the most out of your time and money that you spent on this business. And I know other businesses that I've interviewed who were there before and they faced a lot of downsides and their business went kind of downhill, but then they started it up again during the pandemic. But something different about your business is how you actually started your business during the pandemic. So how has the pandemic affected your business? It was really actually positive for me. Like I launched during the pandemic, everybody was looking for a way to connect with their loved ones. And so Mm -hmm. buying a charcuterie box and sending it to your friend or your, your family member became a thing. And like one of the best things I get to do is when somebody orders a box, I let them write a, a note and I handwrite it on a card for free. Mm-hmm. And so that's actually been so sweet is seeing the messages people are sending to each other because they can't see each other. They can't spend the time that they normally would. So that's definitely an upside and the pandemic has definitely helped my business grow. I would say the only negative that I've had is a few months ago, I tried to start, I tried to hire somebody because mm-hmm. it's just me right now. And so it's been hard to grow because the uh-huh. economy is so unstable. People are still in employment. I think there's just, and I think it's changing now, but like people weren't as incentivized to get back into the workforce. And mm-hmm. I'm a small business that can't really provide all of the benefits that other, other bigger companies would be able to. I wish you best of luck for that journey. There's definitely going to be some struggles there, but I love how you are taking every struggle one at a time and just like accomplishing all of your dreams. Thank you. And Nai, could we talk a little bit about the boxes that you're currently selling? Could you describe them a bit for the listeners? Yeah, so my first love was our charcuterie box. And so I have two types. The first one is the charcuterie box, which is more of the traditional charcuterie platter that you would see at a restaurant, meaning it has mostly meats, cheeses, Mm. like a mustard or a spread, and then pickled vegetables or condiments. And so that's one of the offerings that we have. And then we also have the graze box, which is meats, cheese, fruits, nuts, vegetables, and dips and spreads. And Mm -hmm. that's for the person who wants a little bit of everything. They want to taste a little bit of everything. And then the charcuterie box that I mentioned, that's for like the meat and cheese lover, which is what I started out loving. And that's what I would buy for my boards. And so I wanted to have those two types because some people, you know, they prefer just the meat and cheese Mm -hmm. and some people just want a little bit of everything. So we have those two boxes We also have a self-care size, which is a smaller version of the graze box, and that just feeds one person. So I like to say it's like an adult Lunchable. It just has a little little bite of everything, and it's just satisfying. You could have it for lunch or something. We also have a selfie cone, which is a charcuterie cone. And I was playing off of the self-care box because that's like a way to treat yourself. And then Mm. shortening shortening self-care, I called it the selfie because we all take selfies. And, you know, (laughs) I like to do like little cute, (laughs) me on cute because I'm passionate about just like marketing and branding and creating a brand. Wow, Um, I love that. That all sounds so delicious right now. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Now, what would you recommend our listeners to try first? I would say try the Grace Box first. Mm -hmm. That is our most popular seller. Yeah, definitely do the Grace Box first and you'll get a taste of everything we have to offer. It includes two to three cheeses, two to three types of meat, and then I incorporate fruits and uh, olives and cucumber, cornichons, which are those baby pickles. Yeah, I think that one's delicious. Perfect. So listeners, if your mouth is watering just like mine, (laughs) 
definitely go to the link in our description box and we have Nye's website over there. So definitely go click it and buy all the boxes that you want to buy. You know what I will do also is I'll give you guys a discount code that we can use for the podcast listeners. That'd be perfect. So listeners, you can go to Charcuterie Me's website through the description box um, and directly go decide what box you want to buy. And you can actually enter in the code Youth Venture Podcast. That's Y O U T H V E N T U R. P-O-D-C-A-S-T, and you can enter that and receive 15% off your first box. So this is valid on individual boxes, and this code will expire a month from now, so on November 28th. So from any time until November 28th, you can go in and get 15% off your first box. Yes. And Nai, what's some advice that you have for young entrepreneurs of color? And what what are some experiences you could talk about that might motivate or inspire them? So I think the first thing that comes to my mind is the hardest part is just doing it. Like Mm -hmm. I've met so many people who have these great ideas and they want to talk about, oh, this would be such a good idea, but they're not doing their idea. They just want to share their ideas so somebody else will do it or, you know, like they're not pushed to execute so I think Mm. the first thing is you just have to do it like I just did it I did I sold one box at a time I bought supplies where I could you know like my box has evolved so Mm. much since the first box it's like embarrassing (laughs) (laughs) but I had to learn I had to learn as I went I you know spent where I could and so yeah I think the first piece of advice is just to do it if you have an idea just try it out if you fail if you find out it doesn't work then you can pivot which is what I did. So mm-hmm. my first idea for Charcuterie Me was it was going to be a shipping. I was going to ship it. I want to still become the HelloFresh of charcuterie. And so that was my idea in the beginning. But imagine how hard that would be to ship uh-huh. cured meat, ship fresh cheese. Shipping fruit is just going to be basically almost impossible. So that's the hurdle that I had over that first year. Is like, how can I do this? How can I package this? And so when COVID hit, I was like, oh, it would be so easy if I'm just delivering these in person. So I cut out the idea of shipping. I just did in-person, no-contact deliveries, and that really took off. I am not where my original idea is, but I found a way to pivot, and I got success success from it. So just do it. You'll try something. If it doesn't work, you're creative, and you'll figure out a different route. Something else I can share is a struggle or a challenge that I've had so far in this journey. So I launched, I think last April, April, 2020. And then I quit my job, quit my full-time job in May. So mm-hmm. I'm like five months into this, doing this full-time supporting myself with just my business. Mm-hmm. Um, but right after I quit my job in May, the first big moment that I had was the Blazers called. So the Portland Trail Blazers, somebody mm-hmm. on their admin team emailed and asked, hey, could you make 200 boxes? <laughs> and wow. That's the largest order inquiry that I've ever had. But this person was like, we want to celebrate the end of playoffs. So we don't know when that's going to be because it depends on when they lose. So I basically mm-hmm. had like a week or less than two weeks notice. And we were just waiting like, oh, my God, I hope they don't lose. Because then that means I have to fulfill this order sooner. And I had no idea how I was going to do that. Like that's at that time, the largest order that I had for one day was like 50 boxes. And it was still just me and like on-call friends or, you know, on-call staff Uh that I would call when I needed help. So I said, yes, I was like, I'm going to figure out how to do it. So then 
So then they lost. And then I had like, I think I had like five days to prepare. And then the night before the day we were supposed to deliver the boxes, I pulled an all nighter with like two friends that came to help me throughout the whole night. I think they got here at like 10 p.m. Then we went to the kitchen and I just underestimated the time it was going to take and even the space. Because 200, like laying out 200 boxes, like there's uh-huh. no room for even for even prepping the food, you know, so we didn't have a lot of space. We pulled an all-nighter, we were so tired, we ended up delivering the boxes late, like I think like 45 minutes later than we were supposed to, and I had to make multiple trips back to the kitchen to grab the rest of the boxes because we couldn't fit it all. So yeah, there were multiple things that I hadn't foreseen, like the kitchen I work in is upstairs, no elevator, and so mm-hmm. even transporting things up and down that added time that I hadn't factored in so even though we finished like I was so hard on myself once we were done it was like close to my breaking point I remember I was on the way home in the elevator and I questioned myself I was like do I still want this yeah it was like the most stressful night that I've ever had but I'm still really proud of you for still accomplishing such a big task. I mean, it was your first time given such a big order and under so many difficult circumstances. It's so cool how you overcame that. And I bet you learned a lot from that too and applied that in the future. Yeah. So afterwards, I just like took a few days to myself. I'm naturally an introvert. So I needed to like <laughs> get my energy back. But then once after a few days had passed, I randomly messaged this other food entrepreneur in town that I've connected with. And it was crazy because she told me she had just had the worst three to four days of her life too. And she was also close to her breaking point. And so like that was so comforting to hear somebody Mm -hmm. was going through the exact same thing as me. So like that's one learning that I've had is like lean on my community Uh because you can get really lonely when it's just you trying to build a business and you don't really have time to connect. Mm -hmm. So that's something that I learned. And then something that I've also learned is like, I need to practice or, you know, try to build a team. I've never had to do that before. So I'm still working through that. I'm still in a hiring process now. So yeah, I just have to build a team so that it doesn't fall all on me or, you know, like I can train people up that can support when it comes to these big, huge inquiries. But it felt really good because the Blazers called me like they found me. It wasn't me like looking for them, you know, so it was like so positive that I was even found. There's other charcuterie companies in town, but they chose me. And like, that's another thing is just build what you're building. And then if you build it, they will come basically. Like that was a big affirmation for me. That's a big, huge deal for Definitely. supplying boxes for the Blazers. That is a huge accomplishment. Staff, you know, so that was a huge uh-huh. success. Also a challenge for this year. Thank you so much for that advice, Nai. Also, how can people support your business? You can support my business by following on our social media accounts on Instagram and on Facebook. I'm trying to get into the TikTok thing. (laughs) So yeah, if you all are on social, definitely follow. And if you are craving charcuterie now, I'm sorry, not sorry. (laughs) That's my job to make you crave charcuterie. Um, You can order a box. You can order one for yourself when you want to treat yourself when you're having a gathering. Or if you have a friend who you want to show love and appreciation to, you can send a box to them. You can also buy gift cards. So we have gift cards starting at $5. You can order. um, It's a digital gift card, so they'll receive it in, in their email. 
Wow. And listeners, definitely go check out all of Nye's social media pages. We will be linking them in the description box. And as I said previously, we will also be linking her website. So definitely go buy from her like right now. And also, Nye, are there any special projects or anything else that you want to plug? Yes. So right now I am promoting our special spooky season box. It is a Halloween themed box with, it's like the color scheme is more Halloween. So there's mm-hmm. oranges, there's reds, there's whites and blacks. And that's only a, for a limited time through Halloween weekend. So right now we're taking pre-orders for this Saturday and Sunday. You can choose either day when you order. But the last time we did a themed box was Valentine's Day. So it's been a while. Yeah. So I'm excited to see how people receive them and I can't wait to see it you know if they share it on their social media this weekend perfect so if you're craving a special Halloween treat definitely go click the link in the bio and buy the special Halloween box thank you so much for joining us and I on this episode is there anything else you wanted to add or any other questions That's it. I'm so glad to have met you and your team at My People's Market this year. And yeah, I'm happy to be connected with you all. And thank you for having me on your podcast. I hope that the listeners enjoy this. Thank you, Nai. That's it from PDX Business Spotlight. And please join us in the next episode. Thank you for listening to PDX Business Spotlight by Youth Venture, and we hope to see you in the next episode.